Hi, welcome to the Holsey Remark Podcast Show. And today I'm talking to Valerie Bretonnake, who is a paranormal investigator and has her own show based on, I think it's on Facebook, I'm not too sure. But she'll tell me anyway. Hi, Valerie, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? All right. Now, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Can you tell me about your own personal paranormal experiences? Well, I've had them several different ones from the time I was young, well, a lot younger. But I didn't really get into what really happened or anything until recently. But I can remember having several uh, experiences Did you ever get creeped out by it? about your investigations. What do you believe ghosts are?
don't think that ghosts are necessarily intelligent spirits. They're more stuck in kind of a time warp. They just keep doing the same things. A spirit is actually intelligent. You can interact with it. There is some theory, I don't know if you've heard this, that um, ghosts could be possibly a- aliens that we misunderstood as ghosts. Um, just my opinion, I think it's two separate things. I don't think that they are the same thing, but it would probably be easy to confuse the two. I do think there are spirits that, you know, perhaps haunt a place, and then aliens are a totally different thing. Yeah, because when I, I've done research looking up paranormal activity, you normally find, if it's on a ley line, you find that you get UFO activity, cryptid you, you, uh, activity, all in the same area. All virtually same. I, I don't know if you find that as well. Do you have ley lines over there? Because um, yeah, I, I, I know they must be there, but I don't think they're as well mapped as they are over here. Imagine Gettysburg's like that. If you go to the Gettysburg, apparently, if you go go there where the battle, big battle was, you can they apparently you can feel the energy of the battle. Have you, do you, do you see yourself as a sensitive? Um, I am empathic. In what way? And, um, I can, I can sense the emotions of living people and I've noticed I can usually sense the emotions in a certain place. I don't know if it's, you know, residual that was left over or if it's the actual spirits that are there but they do affect my emotions quite a bit and that's one way that I kind of I let it lead me where I need to you know where it's it's uh, there's more activity 
Do you you do you do your investigations on your own, or do you do it with, with a team? Where's the scariest or weirdest place you've ever been? Um, the scariest investigation that I've had was here uh, in my hometown in Lebanon, Virginia. Um, it was actually an old community center. It was built in the 60s, but it's just got a, a very ominous look about it, so we wanted to investigate, and we actually caught um, EVP and many photos of different things, um, a green light from the sky, and, and we actually lost about three hours of time. Wow. So we still don't know what happened there. But yeah, that, that that's probably the scariest place that I've been. Do you, do you think that people? Well, I've I've had a near death experience myself, but do you think people that have near death experiences come back more changed or more sensitive than they were before? Well, mine was mine was what drew me into the paranormal world, because I was never into paranormal ghosts or anything before that. Uh-huh. Basically, I was in a coma because I had blood sugar one two four, straight into hospital, three weeks in a coma, and whilst I was in my coma, I heard a woman's voice I never heard before or since, telling me to wake up, and I've had the most overwhelming feeling ever to wake up. Now I know people can tell me. It was probably a nurse. It could have been my brain playing tricks on me. But I seriously believe it was my spirit guide or guardian angel, whichever way you'd like to call it. Do you think there are people that like to hang around because they've made a connection with us in life and they just want to help us? That's one of those questions that 
answer. I'd like to be able to answer, and hopefully one day I will find answers to these questions. Well, I talked to someone on my podcast about, and he was telling me about an exorcism that he he um, helped out with, and it was quite uh, explanatory. And I, I and um, I know the church does have priests t- trained in exorcism. Do uh, do you believe in demons, or do you, I know that they're misunderstood between bit naughty ghosts and demons i know there is a big difference but do you think demons do exist i do yeah and what form would you think they take Uh, i do think that they do exist Uh, i think more so they can possess people if you give them an outlet, they, you know, if you if you give them an opportunity to to possess you, they will. Uh, I have I've had uh, you know uh, one one experience with actually my ex husband, and I sincerely think he was possessed at the time because his eyes went completely black. Not shiny, but soulless black. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's entirely possible. But I also think that there's a difference, you know, between the dark spirit and the demon. And a lot of people call anything that's they feel like is evil in a place, they call it a demon, and it's not. Yeah, I agree with you there. A lot of people said said that as well. Because basically it's misunderstood because of obviously because of Hollywood. That's we can blame Hollywood on that one. Sure. I mean, you know, and a lot of people just don't understand it, so they call anything evil a demon. And you know, just you, it's there's so many different levels and different kinds that you really cannot sum everything up in one word. You know, you can't cat, you can't categorize everything in one category. You have to you have to separate separate things. What do you think of the current TV programs that are available about on the paranormal? Some, I know. Um, I know some people that do paranormal um, like to um, also s- save the historical buildings where the paranormal events happen. Do you do anything similar to that?
was used as a community center for years. So, you know, there's history there. Uh, there's, we have several historic places, you know, in Virginia. And, yeah, I would, uh, you know, cemeteries, anything with that history in it, it kind of gives it a, a meaning, so to speak. You know, you're not just, oh, I wonder if this place is haunted. It's, I wonder if the people that were, you know, you can find people that were actually there and put a name to it. No, I know what you mean. I, I used to um, help maintain graveyards um, when I was um, unemployed um, for a scheme. And I found it quite lethargic uh, and quite sad. The saddest ones are always when you come across the baby, babies, a small child. I mean, I, I mean, but only because it, it's sad that anyone does die, obviously. But it, it, it's more harder when it's a, a kid and I can remember it when I was very young we had um, an, an a young baby die a couple of days doors down from us and the only thing I can always the image I always remember is a small white coffin being carried out the door Yeah, they they almost come back to life for that moment, don't they? I think we should do like a a People's Remembrance Day, like similar to the ones we do for the people that died in wars. Sure. I think we should do something similar to that. Just to, you know, just do like a two-minute people remembering anybody, like your family or somebody else's family, just like a day of respect. I mean, it's not... Or if it two minutes is too long, a minute of you... A minute... One minute silence. That's nothing. 
It's nothing, is it? You know. I think we should yeah, start a campaign for that. Yes. We all got that. We've all got that fear back back in the deep of our mind. If we're honest enough, and we're sure. um, upfront about it, we all have it. It's the one thing nobody can escape. Don't matter who you are, what you are, how powerful you are, you cannot escape it. Yeah. Well, I was talking to someone some time ago. We was going to do an experiment. We was going to say, um, watch a couple old films, say John Wayne film, just for argument's sake, and we was going to do an EVP reading whilst we was watching the film. Because I believe that, uh, although John Wayne's been dead for like years, I still think the essence of the actors in the film is still there. Like a little a bit of essence caught caught on the film, because you think about it, when we watch an old series and we know for a fact that most of the actors have died, we don't even blink, do we? We just watch it. That's true. So we're watching ghosts in a way. Mm-hmm. I know that may seem bizarre to some people listening. Well, no, it actually makes sense because. Well, I think we remember people by, if I look at a picture of my mum, um, uh, a wedding when she went to my sister's wedding, and I look at it and I think, oh, I remember that day. And I've got a tattoo on my leg of my mum, and that's why I remember things, and a tattoo of my dad. And I look at them and go, oh, well, yeah, I remember when mum used to work down the hospital. Oh, dad used to be on the dad. I think if you've got that kind of memory, that keeps people alive in the sense that you remember them. Exactly. No. I definitely think we should start that, start a campaign, that's what I'm going to do. Start a campaign about having a people's one minute silence day for every respect of anybody that's died, no matter who they are, what religion they are, what gender they are, to just to remember the ones that you loved and other people loved, just that one day to show respect. I don't think that's much. 
even if we just do a small one, if you, even if I just do one, put one on YouTube, just me standing there on, on my own for one minute, just saying, show respect, see how that catches on. You know, things catch on sometimes. They do. They actually do, especially if, if the people understand the meaning behind it. Hmm. Oh, yeah, as I say, it won't, it's not... I mean, I don't like delving in too much to religion because it's such a touchy subject. But, 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 um, the trouble is, unfortunately, with paranormal, sometimes you have to delve a little bit into religion, not completely. That's true. Because when you're talking about a the soul, there's obviously, if you talk to various religions, they believe variously different things will happen to the soul. Some believe it won't go to heaven, it's passed on from to another. When a newborn is born, that soul goes to that person. I don't think the whole... I personally think the whole soul doesn't go to a person. I think a bit of it goes to that person. I'm not too sure about regeneration because I've never talked to anybody that's had it. So I, I don't know about that. So that's not my field. Have you ever talked to anybody that's had been regenerated? I think what we, what happens is you will have your personal heaven or hell and I'll have my own personal heaven and hell. I don't think there's a set heaven like we get in the book and at books or in, you know, whatever you read, it's like this lovely place and hell's like fire and brimstone, blah, blah, blah. But I think we all have our own vision in our head. What we like, like yours might be a sunny day in a park or walking along or something like that. You know what I mean? Or somebody by fishing on by a river, that's their sense of heaven, you know. Or someone's hell would be oh they couldn't they wouldn't be allowed to talk or they couldn't move or something like that. I think the most weirdest thing I've heard about the paranormal, I saw it on, I've seen it on shows and other things, is that ghosts having sex or being, be you marrying a ghost. I, that to me is weird. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, 
Do you think... I seriously believe that animals have souls as well. I know that is a little bit more... People do have a little bit of controversy over that. But I do believe animals have souls, and they come back and they help you. Because we have a, a dog that died years ago, and he's here still. I believe he's still here, helping us. Because it's weird how we've got this really strong connection with dogs. Mm-hmm. I know it started off when we virtually tamed a wolf. All dogs come from a wolf, not, believe it or not. Even the smallest dog in the world comes from a wolf somewhere in its genes. But I, I think this bond that we have with animals, and when people lose an animal, it's part, it's part of their family. And some people never, they never understand it. If they've never had an animal, they just say, oh, it's only a dog. Oh, it's only a cat. But to you, it's your child. It's like a baby. Do you believe in the Rainbow Bridge? Uh, <laughs> kinda... It's a bit more controversial, that one, isn't it? I know people don't... don't... I'm not too sure myself. I think that, that they do go into heaven. And I and I know that... I don't know that some people say, don't be so stupid, blah, blah, blah. But I do think every animal on the planet, it, whatever it is, has got some kind of soul or something in it. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. But I also know that when they've done autopsies in the past, I think I've read this right, that there's a percentage of the body they cannot explain why it's missing. And they say this could be possibly, possibly the soul. about it because 
scientific things and all this, but I don't know if I believe it or not. What do you think of a Ouija board? Do you think it's like we've over, we've overdo it a bit when you know believe it's been sucked into the myth too much? Honestly, I've always been scared to death of a Ouija board because I do think you can get in trouble with them. But then again. Like a friend of mine was saying, you don't necessarily have to have a Ouija board to open the gate. So even catching an EVP opens a gate. You know, but I, I don't know. They've always been they've always been scary to me. I don't even like being around them. It's strange because they started off as a game. You started off as yeah. a game, and I think it's during the. American Civil War, please correct me if I'm wrong, that, that it started to believe, people started to really believe they could contact their lost soldiers of either side that died. Well, I know uh, uh, Lincoln's wife, you know, thought she could communicate with his ghost. Have you seen that famous photo of where he's meant to be standing behind her? I'm not too sure about that one. It it looks a bit too rigged to my liking. Tapping into the market, yeah. Yeah, he would take, you know, just a a, a picture of the deceased loved one or whatever and just superpose it, pretty much. I was reading something uh, today about Houdini, who went most of his life trying to debunk spiritualists, but he himself was a spiritualist, believe it or not, because he wanted to prove that he did exist. Yes, yes. Um, they had a branch. They had a branch of SS that was actually researched the magical power behind paranormal objects. more prevalent now than it ever was.
Yeah, because it was a taboo subject many years ago. You couldn't talk, we couldn't talk like we are now about what we no. are talking about. We we would be talking off the air. Oh yeah, because people would think you're crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had that, but I don't mind. Don't bother me. I mean, Anyway, but not I think it's more debated now than it ever was and I do know a lot more um, groups are using sensitive and scientific evidence as well. Yeah, I talked to someone, I don't know if you know him, called Robbie Thomas. He's an ex-cop. And he does a psych... He, he, did, he, he did a lot of cases like that. He goes around searching into like police cases and helping them out. I mean, like he, like he said, it's not an accurate science. You're not going to get it right. All, because when ghosts talk to you, they, they're not talking like we are now. Because there's this, there's this little wall between us and them. So some of the messages are a little bit more one one word or one sentence. They might just say something about the, you that was prevalent. Say they say, oh, you always wore a purple ribbon, just for argument's sake. And you say, oh, yes, that's my Uncle George. He gave me that because only he would know that. You know, it, you know, personal information like that, it's easy to guess if someone's married or got kids and all that business that's 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 cold reading that anyone could do that but when somebody but when when somebody tells you something that you know they couldn't find out on facebook or twitter or read it in a paper or something really really personal you go how do they know that you ever had that
the impression that, okay, maybe they're not, you know, jerking my chain. Maybe they really are hearing this stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah I know what you mean, because I've talked to quite a lot of psychics. I talked to a lady called Catherine Cooper. And she was very good. She got some things about my mother I, that I never told her about. And she got that more, about 80% accurate, I'd say. And I, you know, I told her that. I'm, I won't lie. If someone says something and it's true, I'll tell them it's true. If they, if they say, is there a cat? I say, no, that's not right, I'm afraid. But like, like I know, it's not, you know, like you say, you don't want to be led. You don't want to tell them too much information. You try to keep some information back. I get that, yeah. I know people are going to say, I know for a fact that you cannot make a living, big living out of paranormal because most people don't charge. So you have to have, so you have to have a living outside of paranormal. And I know earlier you mentioned that you do other things beyond the paranormal. Can you tell us a bit about that then? Because I've and also obviously you have hobbies outside of paranormal because you have to have something to keep you sane. What kind of other hobbies do you do? I think that's the best way to start a business because you've got passion for it then. Because you're going to put... Right. I'm not a bit, don't take this personally. You're going to, if you're in a business that you don't, you don't really want to be in, you're not going to put any effort in whatsoever, you know. That's what... Oh, yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's what people... Sorry, I apologise. You carry on. That's okay. And if it's your own business, you know, you're working for 
yourself, so you, it's kind of a motivation to do, you know, a good job, and, and to, to do things because, you know, it's, it's your name, that's, that's your name, your product, so you're going to put that, that little extra effort into it. Now tell me a little bit about your show that you do on Facebook. an urban legend for you. Look up the Rat Man South End. What now? The Rat Man of South End. The Rat Man of South End. Look it up. I will do that. And Spring Hill Jack. Have you heard of Spring Hill Jack? I have heard of that. Yes, that's an interesting one. There's loads and loads and loads. I'll try and send you some. that's the best way I think that's what I try to do I try to mix my podcast a little bit you know I do paranormal cryptozoology UFO comedy music horror hosting I do loads but um agree there. Now, where can people find you in everything you do? Just give me, give links, please. If you ever need an English guest on your show and you um around, I don't mind being don't mind being on it. Um, I can I can I can talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, that would be awesome. I will have to 
have talked to you about that. And before I go, I always like to ask the guests cause to, to do a unique sign-off. Because I like to do a unique sign-off. Now, it could be anything you want to do. Anything. Quote a bit of poetry, sing, dance, tell a joke, whatever you want. Well, we would do wave, and I'll say, people, you're waving. <laughs> it works, don't worry. I, I always say thank you all so much for listening to me. Everybody have a great night. Bye-bye. Well, this is mine to you, Valerie. Are you ready? <clears throat> thank you, Valerie, for being on my show. It is very nice of you to talk about paranormal, you know. I wish you luck in your business. A jury. And I'll watch you on Facebook soon. One day, you see. But it will be late for me. It'll be past half past three in the morning. I may be asleep. But I'll try to catch you. Thank you for being on my show. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. And thank you. Thank you very much, Valerie. That's very nice of you to be to do this for me. Thank you for having me. And I'll put, stop this now. <laughs>